Welcome to Truly Fit, the online fitness marketplace connecting pros and clients through unique fitness business software. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's podcast, I speak with Kevin Rokosh about heart rate variability. Kevin is a cycle coach. He coaches riders and racers to discover their epic cycling seasons. For 30 plus years, he has been a road and track racer. He's ridden his bicycle hundreds of thousands of kilometers in North America and Europe and loves his cycling lifestyle. But today specifically, we're going to talk about heart rate variability. He obviously uses this in accordance with his teaching, with his cyclists and he's going to explain exactly what heart rate variability is and then how you go about potentially using that for your clients you can find all of kevin's stuff at epicseasoncoaching.com this was fantastic insight and with no further ado here is kevin kevin thanks for joining the truly fit podcast can you give the listeners a bio on who you are and what you do uh, I'm a cycling coach that's based in uh, Edmonton, uh, Canada. So any of the hockey fans out there <clears throat> will be familiar with the NHL's uh, Edmonton Oilers. Wayne Gretzky spent his most of his career here, and now uh, we've got Connor McDavid tearing up the record books. So uh, we're we're Western Canada, a little bit further north. Um, kind of cold still here, and uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a certified. Uh, a cycling coach uh, with uh, Cycling Canada and a level one coach with uh, Training Peaks. So I've been doing this for a little more than 10 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't really know many cycling coaches. I know a lot of cyclists. I've worked with triathletes, but I don't know many coaches who work with cycling. And I, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll talk about a little bit more exactly what you do as far as the, the cycling coaching and the majority of this conversation is going to be around heart rate variability. But I, I do have to ask first, is the cycling coaching only physical or is there also a uh, like an approach to it that is like, uh, I guess you would say like strategic? Uh, from a, uh, certainly we, we need to plan, um, plan our workouts, our, our cycling uh, training around uh, around the events uh, that might be coming up on the calendar ahead of us. So we do use a lot of what's called period, periodized training. Um, we're, we're layering in high intensity workouts um, and, and lower intensity workouts uh, to, to bring the athlete to a peak fitness around their, their, um, uh, their goal event uh, in the training year. So a lot of that is, is racers, but you don't just have to be a, a, a racer to be interested in, in hitting a peak peak performance. You can just be interested in, in, a, in a big grand fondo somewhere, a charity ride, that sort of thing. Um, it's so, so yeah, there's, there's a strategy there that, that us coaches will, will put, uh, put the athletes through with their training. Well, that makes uh, perfect sense and a good lead into our topic today. I'm sure uh, one of those things that you're looking at when you're trying to get your racer or your client or your athlete to their peak performance, one of those measurables is HRV, heart rate variability. Can you explain exactly what heart rate variability is and give it a, a definition? And it's, uh, when you think of your resting heart rate, uh, you know, it might be 50 or 60 beats a minute. Uh, that resting heart rate is, it's not beating like a metronome. Uh, so it's not, not a steady rhythm. There'll be a, a beat to beat time difference 
uh, when when we're at rest. When when we start working out and el- heart rate elevates, yes, it does get much much more regular. But at rest, it's uh, it's got this beat to beat difference, and uh, it's it that that difference can kind of reflect the state of what we call your autonomic nervous system. So that's the nervous system inside of us that's like automatic. It's called autonomic. And and so there's two sides to this this nervous system that's doing these automatic things for us in in the background. There's the parasympathetic side and the sympathetic side. And so the parasympathetic side of the nervous system, that's rest and digest. That's, That's when we're relaxed and with a, a really high HRV number, um, that, that tells us that that parasympathetic system is, is taking care of us and, and, and we're in a recovered state. Whereas the sympathetic side, the other half, that's like the gas pedal. So when, when we're working out, that gas pedal is driving our heart rate faster. And, uh, and so when, uh, when the, the HRV, if it starts getting low, when we're supposed to be relaxed, um, that's, um, that's telling us that sympathetic system is still kind of putting some gas on us. And so we're not really, really so much um, in, in a, in a good recovered state. So, so yeah, so the HRV it's, it's, it's giving us some insight into how recovered we are uh, after, after we've been working out. That's a great definition. Now, can you use HRV uh during like, let's, let's, let me, let me give you a scenario. I had a hard workout that uh, Kevin designed for me. And the next morning I wake up from that, uh, from said workout. Can I look at my HRV and tell things from that angle? Or is this only used immediately post-workout? Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's, it's, uh, it's something you don't want to look at immediately after you've done a workout. Uh, we want to look at it in what's probably our best resting state, which it would be like first thing in the morning. So uh, I, I measure my, my own every, every morning, right when I'm waking up, um, I take a couple of minutes and um, there's, there's a number of apps that are available on our, on our phones that, that can help uh, record uh, the, the morning HRV. And uh, so it, it gives you that insight into, into how rested you are the next day. So that, that previous workout, uh, the previous day, if, if, uh, if I'm well recovered, I should see a pretty high HRV number. Uh, there's not a specific HRV number that you're trying to train for. It's individual to all of us. But what you need to do is build up a database of, uh, of what HRV is, is, uh, appropriate for you. So these apps will record it. And so you'll want to see like, uh, I think they'll like about a two weeks worth of data that starts to give you a baseline number. And then we can really tell was that workout the day before something that pushed me over the edge or not. Um, and so yeah, yeah, so these apps can help guide us to, to what we should do with the with the number that we measure in the morning. But like I say, you want the context of the morning, there are some other uh, uh, devices out there like the uh, whoop strap or the aura ring, which are great, uh, but they'll be measuring HRV across the whole day. Uh, and, and it's like, if we did look at that HRV right after your workout, and it would be really low, probably after that workout, because you were stressed out by it. Well, okay, that's not the context that we're trying to look at. We really just want to look at the context of when we're rested, recovered, waking up. 
this is going to be more of a, and I guess you would say like an anecdotal question, but can you personally have a sense um, of what your HRV is by how you feel? So again, let me give you an example. Can you wake up in the morning, let's say seven days a week and, or close to that, let's say five out of the seven days a week and simply guess if your HRV is at a good level based upon how you feel or are feelings not connected with this? Uh, feelings provide the context. So these apps, you will record those feelings. And then over time, you'll start to learn uh, how, how those feelings will tend to, co to, 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 uh, um, to coordinate with your, your HRV. But uh, it still will give you some insight, even though you might feel great to go, you might have a really low number, and it might also be an indication of something else that might be brewing in the background that you're not aware of. So, so if you are coming down with a cold, perhaps, uh, a, a, a trending lower HRV might be indicative of, of that. There were, I believe, some studies that I'm not sure what the results are, but they were trying to look at uh, a HRV as a predictor for somebody coming down with COVID as well. Um, but like I said, I don't know what the uh, results of those were how how accurate that would be, but uh, but yeah, you will have a, a a sense of perhaps how I might be feeling today, um, and guess what you might have a low HRV, um, but it's it's still it's it's a good objective measure. I tell my athletes um, when a coach is not there right with you, and in these virtual training days, uh, uh, we're all going through a lot of that. Um, when a coach isn't there to look at the bags in your eyes, um, for my cyclists that you're pedaling squares, the HRV can really give that, that objective feel, uh, feedback, um, of how you're, how you're truly doing. Um, and then, uh, you can share the HRV results with your coach and, and they will then help guide you as well to, uh, to what maybe you should do that day. Yeah. So that leads into my next question. And I'm going to set this up with talking about Henry Cejudo, who is an Olympic wrestling champion and a two-time, two different weight class UFC mixed martial arts champion. I know that he used HRV by him. I mean, his coaches uh, to set up his workouts. So his workouts were never predetermined. They woke up, they looked at his HRV in the morning, and then they responded accordingly. Is this the norm for using HRV? And is this how you use it with your clients? Uh, this is certainly one, one of the, probably the strongest ways to, to use HRV. Uh, so if you've got the time and effort to work with, a uh, an athlete, um, that, that would be the ideal way you would look at their uh, morning HRV and you would prescribe the workout for them that day based on, on their HRV. You might not, you know, if they have a, a low number, you might not that first day you see the low number, make a big change to their training plan. But if you see like two days in a row, okay, that's, that's for sure. That would be a red flag. Okay. This, this is now we gotta, we gotta pull this athlete back from, uh, uh, from their high intensity training. So it might then be a rest day or a very low intensity, uh, training day. Uh, so, so certainly it, it it's something when you're really working one-on-one -on -one close with a, with an athlete that you can, you can use it that way. But also if you've got somebody on a bit of more of a, a predetermined training plan, uh, it's, it's, uh, you can just let them run with that training plan. But again, if they see a low HRV number, then maybe that day, if there were pre-scheduled intervals to do, um, you, you just, you know, the coach just gives them that, uh, guidance that when you see a low, low HRV number, uh, take, take a easy day with the training. Don't do, don't do the, the intervals. 
That's great information. And just, just how my mind works. Um, I best understand an example. So I'm going to sort of uh, write something out for you here, or I should say, speak it out. And then afterwards, you tell me where maybe I've gone wrong in this. So I'm starting to work with an athlete of some sorts, maybe for the first two weeks during our training, I have he or she or myself simply record their HRV every morning. And then after those two weeks, because I have a baseline or somewhat of a baseline understanding of what their personal HRV is, now I'm ready to potentially prescribe my workouts based on what their HRV is moving forward into the next weeks. Excellent. Yes, that's that would be uh, an ideal setup to start working with it. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Um, so do you think that HRV is maybe, um, I don't want to say misused, but, but underused or underutilized might be the proper term, because I can tell you that as a national Academy sports medicine, certified personal trainer, you know, we, we brushed up on this, it's touched on, but we don't use it in our day-to-day training. Uh, finally, technology has caught up with, with the, uh, the science. Uh, so we have, uh, devices that give us the the fidelity uh, in the heart rate measurements to actually measure HRV because it's it's really subtle. It's actually it's not just a, a simple average of the heart rate uh, difference. There's some uh, statistical data that's being done with that, and not all uh, heart rate monitors actually report the data in in the the um, the best method to to extract the uh, the information from it. So uh, there's a couple of straps like the uh, the Wahoo uh, ticker heart rate strap, the uh, Polar H10 heart rate strap. Those ones do have the the right fidelity in the heart rate information for these apps to extract the the uh, heart heart rate variability data from it. So I think it's just been right now. It's a matter of finally we've got the technology that's caught up and available in the hands of our everyday athletes. Uh, We don't have to hook them up to ECGs to to measure uh, HRV. And and so it's really put it in the realm that we can use it uh, um, every day with our our athletes. Is it um, a misguided uh, uh, thought that the HRV monitors, or I should say just these overall like sort of heart rate monitors that uh, go around your chest and then have a watch or some sort of device that that connects with that are better than your you know than than just the watch without that. Uh, yeah, potentially better, yes, because we get a better uh, electrical conductivity between our skin and our chest straps to to measure heart rate. Uh, there, like if an Apple Watch, per, uh, for example, though it will also extract HRV data from the uh, the measurements it's making, but the optical sensors on your wrist um, are not quite as sensitive as, as your, your chest straps. So um, it's, uh, I, I, I still prefer to use a chest strap to, to extract the data. So for instance, like when I measure on myself in the morning, I don't sleep with my chest strap on. I just, uh, when I wake up at that moment, I put on the chest strap uh, uh, briefly to take my measurement. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then there's one, uh, I think you just mentioned it before that actually goes around your, your ring finger. Is that correct? How does that That's one right. That, that one's called the, the aura ring. Um, and, uh, and it's got the optical sensors on the inside of the ring that go on your finger. Um, 
And uh, there are some, some apps out there that will, will read and interface with that data that like, separate from the Aura's app, uh, like HRV for training uh, is one of the apps. Uh, that's actually the one that I use. Um, and it, it can extract the data from, like I say, the right time frame because you want the, the, the data, just use the data when you're waking up. Um, and, uh, and then so your, your uh, training app can, can pull the data just from that time frame when you're waking up. To, uh, to make the reading. Are there any other uh, subtle nuances or tips and tricks that you would try to relay to somebody who's a first time user of whether it's the uh, looking at heart rate variability or whether it's the tools to use to find out what it is? Uh, when you're taking the measurement, one of the things you have to avoid uh, is swallowing. Um, so uh, the swallow reflex can actually make your heart rate, heart uh, rate almost look like a, what we call uh, a tachycardia. It'll, it'll make a little bit of a bump in the, in the heart rate, which can mess up the measurement. So when you're taking the measurement, uh, you want to be relaxed. I typically will, will take my measurement sitting up in bed uh, just because there's just that little bit of um, I'm not, not exercise, but there's just a little bit of motion that I add to my, my resting heart rate just to see, just to perturb it a little bit, um, give it a bit of a nudge and just see how well it responds. So I'll sit up in bed, wait a minute, uh, wait for it to settle back down a little bit, and then take, take the HRV uh, reading at that point. Uh, so that's, that's one of the tips. Uh, and um, the other thing actually that this also can interfere with it is if you're waking up and you got to go to the bathroom, uh, the stress, uh, stress of having to empty that bladder will influence your HRV. So you take a moment, you go to the bathroom, you come back, relax for another maybe five minutes, then take the measurement. That's fantastic information because, you know, I mean, ha having not known that, most people probably have to go to the bathroom upon waking up. So it's good to know that uh, it's, it's best to get that first part done before we measure our HRV. Right. So... Uh, I know you you touched on it briefly before, and then we didn't get into specifics, but I'm going to have to bug you on this a little bit just because I'm so naive to this. Can you give me just a, a an average number? Can you tell me about your numbers? Can you tell me a little bit about super low or super high and anything in that numbers realm to pass on? Uh, actually, not really, because most of these apps will take the raw number and then turn it into a one to ten uh, uh, rating or one to 12 or something like that. I think the app that I use HRV for training, uh, it, it puts it into a one to 12 rating. So most days my rating will be, uh, 10 to 11 and a half. But for instance, this morning it came in for some reason at seven and a half and that was out of my normal range. And so my app was telling me, uh, oh, maybe today you should uh, think about cutting back on your intensity. And just to um, make sure, one being the low, 12 being the high, the good. Right. Yes. That's really interesting that they, they go about it that way. Is it, do, do you know why they do that? Is it because the, it's just too esoteric and complex, whatever they're trying to measure? Or this is, just, is this how it's measured in, in every realm? Uh, no, it's, it's probably just because it doesn't, it, they can put it into a number that we can comprehend a bit, a bit better. Uh, uh, I think the, the raw number for me was like 
my, my raw number range is 250 something. Um, and it's a root mean square time difference between beats. So, <laughs> uh, so it is, it is a, a number that it's starts to lose meaning if you're not a science and math geek. <laughs> so putting it down into a one to 12 rating, uh, makes it much, much easier for us to just comprehend what that means. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and like you said, now that the technology is catching up and, you know, just your your average Jimmy and Joe can go out there and grab one of these things and look, it's it's important that they they spell it out in kind of layman's terms so that uh, we're not trying to do some complicated math equation to uh, measure that HRV. Can you tell us which band or watch or app or ring that you specifically use? So I've mentioned a couple of times already, the one that I, I use is called HRV for training. So that's the letters HRV, the number four, and then training. Um, that's available in, in the uh, Apple App Store and, and, uh, and Google Play. Uh, that one does have uh, uh, clinical trials that they've done that, that um, validate its, uh, its readings as well as a couple of other apps out there. I haven't used these ones, but the other ones that, that, uh, uh, that are also uh, validated and uh, folks can look for, uh, one is called iFleet. That's, so that's I-T-H-L-E-T-E. So like athlete, but spelt with an I instead of an A. And then the other one is Elite HRV. Um, and so all three of those apps will, like I say, you, you put on your heart rate monitor, they'll, they'll automatically measure it for you or they'll interface to the Aura Ring or the Apple Watch. Um, the other thing, that, actually the other thing that, that HRV for training will do is uh, it, it actually can turn your, uh, your, your cell phone's camera into a little heart rate uh, monitor. So it, it can take the reading by putting your finger over the camera and then the app turns on the the LED flashlight on your camera as well. And uh, if, if anybody out there is familiar with like a, a pulse oximeter, it's kind of like turning your, your camera into a pulse, pulse oximeter on your finger. And it, it has HRV for training anyways, has been validated to, uh, to use that to measure your, your HRV uh, in the morning. Wow. Uh, Kevin, this has been super informative. Thank you so much for all this information. Can you tell the listeners where they can find out more about you and whether it's your cycle coaching or anything else that you do? And then if listeners want to reach out to you specifically with any questions. Sure. They, they can all reach me at uh, my website is probably the best, uh, best place to reach me. And that's uh, epicseasoncoaching.com. Uh, and uh I've got actually there uh, a number of coaching programs. But something that some of your your athletes uh, out there listening uh, might be interested in is uh, I have a an academy, an Epic Season Academy, um, and I've created a, a discount code for your your uh, members out there, your listeners, uh, Truly Fit, all in caps, um, and they can get a membership in my uh, Epic Season Academy for uh, thirty dollars a month. Um, going forward. And then also while they're on my website, I've got a, um, a special report called uh, three steps to envision your epic season. So uh, all of our, uh, all of our athletes out there should have a good plan. No plan is a plan to fail. So uh, 
uh, that's a, a free free report that they can pick up off my website. So that again, my website is uh, epicseasoncoaching.com. Well, that's great. And, and thank you for that. And I can tell the listeners here that I've been on the website and Kevin is super thorough and it's a great program. So check it out, Kevin. Thank you so much. And hopefully we will speak on a future podcast about a different topic. Absolutely, Steve. It's been great talking with you. Remember to check out our social media sites, which are all listed at Truly Fit App. There, you can find the polls to questions concerning potential upcoming topics for our podcast and leave your information or a colleagues and friends information who you would think best fit for discussion of that topic. Thanks again.